Good morning. My name is Mari Grendel. I'm a 2020 senior at WDC, and today's gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 through 39. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? And even the hairs of your head are all counted, so don't be afraid, you are more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I am not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household." Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who will find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In honor of Father's Day, I thought I'd begin with, uh, with a couple of jokes. Not, not dad jokes exactly, but the kind of groaners that you would expect to hear from a dad. These are all in the uh, good news, bad news joke format, which is one of my favorite kinds of jokes. Now, I have to warn you, good news, bad news jokes can, can be a little dark, so I'll apologize in advance if this humor rubs you the, the wrong way a little. So an artist answers his phone, and it's the gallery where his paintings are being shown. I've got good news and bad news, says the gallery director. All right, give me the good news first, says the artist. Well, a man came by today, and he asked me if I thought your artwork would increase in value after you died. And I said, well, probably. And he bought the whole collection. The artist replies, wow, that's, that's great news. What could possibly be the bad news? And the gallery director replied, well, he was your doctor. Okay, speaking of doctors, a man was called by his doctor after a series of tests. The doctor says, I have good news and bad news. The good news is, you have 24 hours to live. What? said the man. If that's the good news, I hardly dare ask you what the bad news is. Well, the doctor said, I was supposed to call you yesterday. Sometimes the jokes don't even need the bad news part. You can pick it up from the good news, like this one. Uh, Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard Northwest Flight 877. We have reached our cruising altitude of 30,000 feet. 
And the good news is that we still have one engine still functioning. Also good news, all drinks for the remainder of the flight are complimentary. When Jesus speaks in Matthew chapter 10, I can't help but think of that good news, bad news theme. About to send his disciples into the world to heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse lepers, and other feats of greatness. Jesus, in essence, gives them good news and bad news. And as always, as followers of Jesus, he says the same thing to us today. Good news, he says, though I am sending you as sheep among wolves, do not worry. They can only kill the body and not the soul. Good news, you are worth more than sparrows. Good news, your heavenly Father, creator of the universe, knows the number of hairs on your head. In essence, Jesus says to his followers then and to us now, that we don't need to be afraid. Even, even if the whole world crumbles around us, we can relate to those feelings, but even if the world crumbles around us, Jesus is with us. With good news like that, what's the bad news? Well, read on in Matthew chapter 10, and it's right there. In verse 34, he makes it plain as day. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. He goes on to say that he will set a man against his father. What a cheery text for this Father's Day, right? Jesus also warns that he will set a daughter against her mother, even a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Jesus doesn't mention setting son-in-law against mother-in-law, but maybe that was, that was implied. In other words, Jesus says, good news. Follow me, and I'll always be with you in the tough times. But the bad news is, there are going to be plenty of tough times. Following Jesus isn't easy. Being a citizen of this world isn't always going to be easy, even with Jesus by your side. He is more than salve for wounded souls, more than balm for troubled hearts. Jesus is looking for people willing to set down their lives and follow him. To trust him with, with their whole hearts and their minds and their souls. He's looking for people to be radically transformed by his message of death and new life. To drop everything and follow him. And I guarantee you, if they, you take that calling seriously, it will cause trouble and challenge in your life. Namely, Jesus promises today that it will put you at odds with someone, probably even someone you love deeply, like your family or a close friend, right? Take Jesus' call seriously and devote your life to him, and you will find yourself at moments singing along with the radio on Sunday mornings, belting out tunes loudly enough for people even walking by your home or apartment to hear. And trust me, I, I know this from personal experience, they, they look at you funny when you do. I mean, if you won $5,000 on a lottery ticket, you could run down the block in your underwear shouting, woohoo, and people wouldn't think much about it. But if God's love, if the forgiveness of Christ, that 
call to follow him should somehow inspire you to sing at the top of your lungs, you must be some kind of nut. At least that's the way others around you will see it. Or take Jesus' call seriously and and start giving 10% of your income away or grow toward that kind of giving, even while the bills around you are piling up. And I can almost guarantee you someone in your life When they hear about this practice, they will pull you aside and give you some down-to-earth financial advice about practicality and common sense. If you ignore their advice and instead trust that you can give to God first and then trust in him to guide you in making the necessary sacrifices to still live within your means, and they'll start calling you a fool behind your back. Take Jesus' call seriously and stop worshiping our society's idols of of stuff and power and fame, and you will be regarded as someone who never quite managed to succeed in life, perhaps even by those you love the most. Take Jesus' call seriously during a global pandemic and make decisions as a family and as a congregation that resist the urge to get back to normal as quick as possible and look out for the greater good, the needs of your neighbors. We're even finding now people look at you, at you funny. And I know that many followers of Christ these days are taking George Floyd's death very seriously. And this watershed moment in our nation's history seriously. And their faith in Christ is compelling them to join peaceful demonstrators demanding that others take this moment seriously too. Or at the very least, this moment has you and many other followers of Christ wondering what we must do, what we're being called to do, to do our part to make sure that this world is more just for everyone. But that's risky business, right? Not everyone wants to have those difficult and painful conversations. Not everyone wants to have their their happy little bubble burst. Not everyone wants to be forced to ask difficult questions about themselves and their practices and their biases. And these moments often create tension in families and neighborhoods and communities. The sword that Jesus talks about in Matthew 10 isn't a sword of violence or conquest. It is a sword of of division. As he calls people to be something new and different, even if that isn't popular with your dad or your brother or your aunt or your mother-in-law. The bad news is that following Jesus will challenge you in ways you could never have imagined as you're asked to follow him. Even if that drives a wedge between you and those you love, between you and your neighbors and your friends, the bad news is that following Jesus will often force you to be countercultural giving up the things of this world in order to pursue a greater treasure. The bad news is that following Jesus will often mean losing, suffering, and dying. At the very least, it will mean following, trusting, and depending in a culture and world that loves leaders, do-it-yourselfers, and those who are self-sufficient. The bad news is that God is calling you to something humbling, challenging, and a life that may very well cut you off from the people that you love.
But the good news is that the creator of the universe has sent his son, invited you to follow him. He has promised you forgiveness of everything you've ever done. He has promised you abiding love and unconditional presence. He's, he's promised you everlasting life beyond the grave and abundant life more powerful than anything in this world. The good news is that God has regarded you worthy of the death of even his own son so that nothing in this world or the next might separate you from him. You may experience heartache, sorrow, strained relationships with those that you love, but you will never ever find yourself left behind by this Jesus whom you follow. And as wild as the ride sometimes gets, as challenging as the way will sometimes be, as overwhelming as it will often become as you seek to be an agent of love, grace, and generosity in his name, the good news is that God is always with you. That this one who died and rose again, Christ Jesus, will never let you go. So even if it comes fraught with challenge and sometimes painful transformation, take up your cross anyway and follow. Grab on to Jesus. Grab on to the good news of Jesus Christ. And joy of joys, know that God will never, ever let you go. Amen.